0: Way off. It's the side of the backboard. Take that for data. Adams gives it back to Russ. Deep
1: shot.
0: Fantasy Basketball Podcast.
2: Hello, everybody. This is Daddy's Fantasy Basketball League Podcast. I'm your host, Cam Dague, and with me today is my co host, Gabe Sabarzo.
1: What's up? I, I never know where you're going with that beginning, so I really thought like you were starting a midnight yell practice at first. <laughs> And I was like, "Where's, where's this one going?" But it was a, it was a hello. So I be, What's up, everyone? It was
2: just funny. I was dying to myself over here. And Zach
1: Mueller. Yes, sir. Married to
3: the game and the Katie.
2: Yes, sir. We got a new married member of the pod. Zach, congratulations again. How was the uh, uh, honeymoon?
3: It was awesome. We got to go to uh, Disney World spend a thousand dollars a day so if nobody's been there it's uh quite the money grab but very fun (laughs)
1: hey
2: well you only have one honeymoon so i'm sure it was worth it
3: no it was awesome i i saw some tweet the other day because people are making fun of the stimulus and like it was like direct deposit 1400 and then it was like at disney world give me a
2: churro and a water (laughs) (laughs) so that was accurate huh Oh
3: yeah,
2: very accurate.
3: That'd probably run you at like 20 bucks.
2: That's funny. Well hey, we have a uh, special guest uh, on the pod today. We've kind of introduced him uh, in the past, or in the last pod, kind of gave a precursor that he was coming on. But with us today is Nick Harris. Nick, what is up, my guy?
0: What's up, everyone? You know, I actually don't know a lot of you new guys, so um, nice to finally talk to y'all, I guess, kind of.
2: That a boy? Talking
0: back, but whatever.
2: That <laughs> a boy? Yeah, this is a podcast, Nick. I don't know if you know this. Nobody's live cool. except for us.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've also that better. But I've never my uh... voice before.
1: You know? <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. And I've never met Nick before about twelve seconds ago. So.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I just Good played you, Daniel. Nick. Like club <laughs> basketball with Daniel. I don't think I met any Gabe.
1: Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. So what's
2: so funny is uh, so I've known Nick actually since freshman year uh, at A&M and I met him whenever I met Jeff Larson who was kind of the player coach of our club basketball team and Nick was just kind of like hanging out with him uh, at the time I guess right Nick and uh, and anyway like got to meet him got to know him we played on the club team together we played at the rec all the time like me him Zach and Bowie would all go out there and play like uh, we've known Nick a really long time Nick, I know you started uh, the pre- kind of the original, I guess, uh, fantasy basketball league with Steven and some of those guys and Matt, and uh, you kind of carried it over, but obviously had to fill in a lot of uh, new people this year as we went to um, this new format.
0: Yeah, Cam, um, you were probably one of my first friends ever at Texas A&M, so shout out to you
2: um shout out brother
0: hey. <laughs> um but yeah i've been in the league since about 2015 maybe um Bowie, ramsey i don't know if you guys know ryan um us four hope i'm not missing anyone are the only ones that have been here the whole time uh and it's been really interesting to see how the dynamics of the league change every year with the new people in and out
2: <laughs> so fun fun fact also me and nick lived together at one point so he was my roommate and nick is by far the best roommate i've ever had uh because zach don't take his fence but because you saw this guy maybe once a day the entire time you saw him once a day and it was only when he was making himself food and nick (laughs) nick had like a hilarious eating habit so i always felt like he ate once a day but he would make like 15 waffles right like, that would be his meal for the entire day. So he'd walk into the kitchen, make 15 waffles, and then just, like, take his food and pile of waffles and then go back into his room. And, like, that was all you saw of Nick <laughs> the entire time you were living with him. So it was, it was kind of a, a strange habit. Do you, uh, do you still have the same eating habits there, Nick, or has that matured at all, or what's up?
0: I mean, waffles are still the go-to every almost every day. I mean, I can't do like 15 anymore because I gotta gotta watch the diet a little bit. But waffles and hash browns, bro, that's it's never getting old. It's never getting. <laughs> Were old. you in a uh, a pretty difficult major, Nate? Uh, I was just in environmental geosciences. Uh, okay, it wasn't anything crazy. Because it sounded
1: like one of my roommates, but the reason that he would do it that way is because he was in his room constantly studying and so he'd come down make a bunch of food take it back to his room but then we wouldn't see him because he had a test the next day and so he needed to study like 16 hours that day
0: or something um uh, that yeah that's not me i was biomedical like watch engineer. basketball or
2: play 2k or something
0: yeah <laughs> I, feel that. I, feel that. I was
2: gonna say he was studying basketball games is what he was doing
3: <laughs> cam i'm i'm curious who your worst roommate was is he in this podcast uh no, this not, hey,
1: not this part, yes, hey just it. say Addie, just say addy <laughs> she'll never know she won't
2: listen. no 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 worst roommate <laughs> worst roommate uh his name starts with a b oh no and there's uh well, there, there's two, there's there's two so authors. it's a toss-up between uh ben and Bowie for worst <laughs> roommate ever so uh nah i'm just kidding ben was Definitely the worst roommate, but that's here, not here nor there. So. This is your
1: brother, Ben, correct?
2: No, no. This is a guy me and Zach lived with uh, oh. for a couple years. Gotcha. But, not
3: your brother, Ben. <laughs> yeah, living with Boo, he was just walking out with him and his boxers burping. To <laughs> Slurping <laughs> up
2: his food, yeah. Boo is gross, man. Now he's got cooking, a girlfriend, so shout out.
3: Cooking fish at 2 a.m. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. Well, boys, we had a... Uh, we, we missed last week, or not missed. We were kind of on the all-star break along with the NBA. Um, and so, you know, a lot's happened here in these previous two weeks. We had kind of a weird um, fantasy weeks, I guess. Like, we basically had two weeks in one where we had the same opponent, but it's because it was like a half and a half week. Um, yeah. But now, this week, uh, we are very quickly approaching the trade deadline in the real NBA. Uh, we've already seen some movement uh, the past couple days from both the Thunder and uh, the Rockets have been involved with traits that we'll get to here in a minute. Um, and just real quick, I don't want to spend a ton of time here, but did you guys have any thoughts on the All-Star game or kind of the All-Star day as they did it? Gabe? I
1: like the I like the super compacted day. I think the, the three-point contest since it had more big name players, maybe you should switch spots with the dunk contest just cause I don't know, like watching Steph Curry and uh, some of the other guys that shot at the three point contest at halftime, maybe would have hyped up. I know they would be like, it's easier cause they're not actually playing in the all-star game, but you'd have to figure out the logistics. You'd have them be kind of tired and I don't know, maybe uh, not able to rest during halftime, but um, all in all, I liked the compact today. I thought that, um, Cassius Stanley, the the best dunk of the night was the very first one, yeah. and I thought he kind of he, like they they tried to, uh, I think they took the uh, don't give everything a ten a little too seriously, and then they gave like I don't even remember who was next Obi Toppin or whoever was next they gave him like a really like soft uh, like higher score, and I was like what that was not as good <laughs> as the first dunk. And, i don't know all in all it was good i enjoyed the all-star break i typically don't watch that much of the actual all-star game because i'm pretty basketballed out so rain and i kind of took the opportunity to start um wandavision
2: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: who, who even won the uh, dunk I no contest clue. In- uh it was a uh, dunk contest was the blazers oh. guy right the Anfernee Anfernee Simons? Simons. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's
3: just bad when you hear the Blazers guy. Yeah, the guy
1: who fake his... Well, okay, the, it was Cassius Stanley who's on, like, a 10-day contract to the Pacers, and then uh, Anthony Simons, who is, like, now out of the rotation in Portland, and then Obi Toppin, who played seven minutes last night. So, I mean, the, the like, none of them are big, like, key NBA players. They just have some insane bounce.
2: Yeah. Zach, but, did... Uh... Did you watch the All-Star game or were you just honeymooning?
1: I watched the
3: very end cuz like we were out all day. What was that last Monday, Sunday, Monday?
2: It was on Sunday. Know. Yeah.
3: Okay. So yeah, we had flown in and everything and by the time we got back, I saw like the final maybe 10 minutes of it. I mean, it it was okay. They did the whole thing where like you're playing to a score at a certain point. So, like, people are just jacking up half-court shots. But it, I guess it was okay to watch. It wasn't the worst
0: thing in the world.
2: Uh, Nick, did you watch it?
0: Um, Yeah, I definitely I enjoyed it. Um, Just watching, like, Steph and Dame hitting half-court threes, mm-hmm. that was pretty... That the, was it bit. Dame that, was, that hit the last one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was,
3: was actually... A, pretty nice shot i know steph tried to but couldn't hit it
1: nick who do you think is better at 30 plus foot threes Um, steph or dame it's such it's so hard for
0: me i'm not gonna go away from steph yeah and on this ever just because like who he is and his history but like damon Lewis actually (laughs) insane from out there and Did, did, we'll you Lillard, the, uh,
1: baby. did you see the Blazers win a game they never should have been even close to winning last night? Yeah, it, dude,
3: it, the Pelicans it, choked, dude.
1: But Damian Lillard was just unbelievable in the last like six minutes of that game.
3: If Brandon Ingram hits one of his two free throws, they probably won that game. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> All right, so
2: I have some uh, I have some Dame stats for you guys since I was gonna wait till later, but we're in it now, so. Um, <clears throat> this is from at WorldwideWob, who is uh, Rob Perez on Twitter. He said, Update after tonight's huge comeback plus 50 point show, Damian Lillard now leads the league in clutch points scored, clutch points per game, and clutch free throw percentage. He has a total of 124 clutch points scored. He is averaging 5.6 clutch points per game, and he is shooting 100% in clutch free throws he has not missed a clutch free throw as of yet he's also shooting 55.2 percent from three in the clutch and 60.7 percent of field goal percentage in the clutch he has played in 22 clutch games this year that that is insane numbers dude like this guy has taken dame time to a whole new level like there's no one on his on his level when it comes to the clutch time this year uh and it's just been like super fun to watch so again with that i mean pelicans kind of screwed up the game last night but uh it, dame took them there man again it's just been it's been so fun to watch oh yeah oh,
1: good. I, I agree the bottom half or, too, yeah he, no no, no he, keep, uh, he, you were saying he'd been carrying them
0: yeah, for two years now. with Dude, all that's, their what
1: injuries. I, that's what I was gonna say. Cause the bottom <laughs> half of the Blazers, like, or the bottom half of the West playoffs, are just like teams that are being willed to victory by like one individual plus like a, a little bit plus. But like the Blazers and Dame, the Warriors and Steph, you've got the Mavericks and Luca. Like, you have some pretty complete teams near the top, but some of these. Uh, like the Blazers, I don't think should have won twenty three games with the injuries to Yusuf Nurkic and CJ McCollum, and I don't know, man. It uh, it's fun to watch when he is uh, feeling himself like that. Those are crazy stats too.
2: Well, let's go ahead and move on to our our usual segment, uh, talking about our teams. We haven't gotten to do that in a couple weeks here. Um, and Nick, you are a Rockets fan, correct? Let's go. Um, yes, I would love to hear, like, what is your opinion on the Rockets? Obviously, you guys are terrible. Uh, I think you lo- have lost 17 games in a row. But kind of give me some insight into what you want to see the rest of the season. Kind of what is the plan, do you think, going forward for the Rockets? Um, give me kind of like a big picture idea of the Rockets.
0: Big picture, we have a ton of picks now. Um, from Portland, from Washington. Um, obviously the Nets picks. I don't know what they'll be worth. Um, we've got um an interesting roster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with um Aladipo and Wall. Um, I don't know, trying to prove that they're good at basketball. Um, unsuccessfully, by the way. Um, hey, Oladipo had a decent game last night.
3: Yeah, for the first time in a long time. Wall <laughs> had actually been playing good, but that dude's always hurt. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair.
1: That's fair. I don't think but... he wants to play until Christian Woods back. <laughs> yeah. We had a winning record before Christian Wood got hurt. He's we were we were eleven tonight. and ten. I know.
3: Yeah, he's back tonight. And
1: now we're eleven and twenty-seven. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs>
0: But yeah, we have Wood, we have um Kevin Porter Jr., I guess is gonna be a thing now. Um I honestly wasn't sold when he first came over, but I I'm a believer now after just a week.
2: Can yeah, can I'm you believe you. <laughs> can you believe this guy was in the G League? Like what yeah. what is happening? <laughs> you know, like this guy's tearing up the NBA and those poor G Leaguers just had to get balled on over <laughs> and over by that guy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Historian Prince took his locker, bro. It was disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: yeah, then he threw... skill
0: wasn't in question.
2: Just, yeah, just no, it was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Nick, what I'm hearing from you is, like, r- the plan is rebuild through the draft, right? And then if, if an opportunity presents itself, kind of, I would almost consider y'all, like, I guess what I'm hearing is, like, a thunder light, like, kind of a version of that. Um, y- How do you... What do you guys think as far as you know? You mentioned John Wall and Oladipo. Uh, Oladipo is a is he restricted or unrestricted free agent this summer? Um, what what are y'all gonna do with them? Like, are we just riding out this Wall contract till the end here, and then we can get a whole bunch of money? Like, what what would you have the Rockets do? Do you think?
0: Okay, well, Oladipo's gone. Um, yeah, like he might you know, be gone as as in possible. a week.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Oh, he's unrestricted after this year.
2: Oh, okay. Um, okay. Uh,
0: with do Wall, y- I don't know. Do don't y'all know. own your pick this year? Um, it's a great question, see, I was, Zach. I was going to get it. Is, uh... It's top four protected. Um, right. To the Thunder. Um, uh, okay. We're doing an excellent job of tanking and doing that. The Thunder wish they could tank like us. Um, <laughs> if We have a bottom three record. Um, Pretty much 50-50 odds that we keep the pick. Um, I'm liking those chances for sure. Uh, Sure. The Thunder, I don't know why they keep winning. SGA is too good, I guess. Um, But they can enjoy (laughs) the 10th pick or whatever.
1: Okay, but you you, you said that the Rockets are like a Thunder light. I kind of disagree because the Thunder drafted like – build potential players really well I every time I look up there's like a new player for the Thunder that's like an interesting prospect <laughs> that y'all like have to it's confusing because at this point like I want to see 90% of the roster get like 25 plus minutes because I just mm. I want to see how good they actually are because you got Moses Brown and <laughs> Alexei Pokyshevsky and the Kenrich Williams and Maladon's like there's so many players on the Thunder that I'm like huh Interesting. I want to see like what he could do with more minutes. But the Rockets, like our best players, are undrafted free agents. Jayson Tate and Christian Wood are our literally like best players this year. So I say punt the draft. Just pick up the best players you can out of undrafted free agency,
2: and we'll go from there. It <laughs> Seems to be working so far. Yeah, yeah. Sure, <laughs> punt that's the a reliable. Pump the draft. Yeah, bro. reliable game plan there.
1: Maybe open tryouts. Honestly, at this point, we seem to spot talent better in the. In the open market than we do in the draft,
2: so. That's funny. So are y'all <laughs> are y'all guaranteed bottom three pick? Is that is that a uh, your guess? Even with Christian Wood back.
1: I think we'll win a game
0: at some point here in the near future, but <laughs> I think you'll have a chance to get out of the bottom three with Wood. Yeah. I mean, we lost what sixteen, seventeen in a row, and the Timberwolves yeah. are still worse than us.
2: That's true, yeah, dude. That 100%. is that is a crazy <laughs> stat. Well, I guess uh, kind of transitioning, we'll we'll move more to the Thunder here. Um, the Thunder have been involved in a couple trades so far, uh, and I anticipate that we will have more coming as the trade deadline approaches. But just not to go super deep into them, but to get into them really quick, uh, the Thunder did trade for Svi Mikhailu. Uh, yeah from the detroit pistons and we also received a second round pick a 2027 second round pick for hamadou Diallo. go ahead
1: i I was gonna say um you got two two 2027 second round picks in the next in in like the last couple of weeks yeah so you basically those are seventh graders right now bro the thunder are trading for seventh they're playing chess bro the (laughs) nba is playing checkers they're playing chess they're starting early it's insane these kids haven't even hit their growth spurt yet
2: so you know along with that like it it is all about asset accumulation uh i in my opinion i will i would tell you that the thunder from a value perspective probably lost the trade to the pistons uh because Hami has been he's been really good honestly like i was clowning him at the beginning of the year um but he he took a really big step uh in development yeah. this year he's played really really well i i honestly uh and i was listening to the thunder podcast that i listened to and they yeah. they were saying they they actually think that homie's gonna put up some some pretty great numbers for the pistons just because he feels a need for them Um sure. and that's gonna be like a tough pill to swallow i think for a lot of thunder fans but what it signals is that like sam Presti realized he he thought he did all his work over the off season as far as making this team into a a tanking team and realized like this team just plays too hard and is is honestly too good like with a whole yeah. bunch of no-name players like we were still too good um and that's all that trade was was to like position us a little bit better to tanking um and I, I don't think Svi Mikhailu is anything. I think we took a little flyer on him, but honestly, I don't think he's very good.
1: I think he, I, I think he might be surprised. He was, I, I wish they would have given him more minutes in Detroit. I think that Diallo, if Detroit really sees him as a centerpiece of their offense, yeah. I don't think that the Thunder, when they decide that, okay, it's time to play for now, I don't think that he was going to be ever that key piece. And so, I don't know. I, I feel like Mikhailuk is a, an interesting prospect he's he's young he uh he's like not even 24 yet and so i i don't know if if you feel and the thunder feel that's interesting to me because i feel like they were pretty comparable and i actually like mckay luke's uh like prospect um potential honestly
2: well cool then uh you believe in him more than i do but (laughs) Uh, again, another flyer for the Thunder. Uh, yeah, maybe, you're right. We have been like turning these no name players into actual NBA players. So yeah, this could be can another take one.
1: Justin, Justin Jackson's minutes and. Uh, oh, see he's, what terrible, he can do with he's terrible, bro. He's terrible. I feel bad because he's like from the Houston area. And, like, <laughs> like, I like him as a dude. I've like met him before, but yeah, he's one of the worst rotation players in the NBA. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the other trade just happened today. Uh, we traded away Trevor Ariza for Myers Leonard. <clears throat> we uh, won't get into all that, and uh, and a 2027 uh, second round pick from the Miami Heat. Uh, just like a side note, like Myers Leonard will—he's like not even on a plane to OKC. Uh, it has come out from Thunder management that he'll never be a part of the association, or I mean, part of the organization um weird it was just salary filler so we're gonna hold on to him through the trade deadline just in case we need to use him for uh matching salary purposes in a trade um but if if he isn't moved after the trade deadline he will be cut so uh just a side note there i was i was a little surprised that the thunder made the trade just because they hold in such high regard like character um from their players and how you represent yourself in your organization so i was a little bit surprised that they traded for myers leonard um even it even knowing that they would cut him but is what it is he'll never touch uh oklahoma he'll never put on a thunder jersey so it 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 is what it is
3: that dude may get canceled for good
2: Uh, he will like he actually is more than likely to never touch an nba court
1: yeah. Best case scenario, he was a backup center, like in yeah, the long term. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, um, I I do anticipate, like I said, I do anticipate the Thunder will be making uh, quite a few more trades. I think that George Hill will definitely be traded um, by the trade deadline. I'm hoping that that receives a late first round pick from somebody from some contender. Like that'd be sweet. Um, honestly, keep your eye out on Kenrich Williams. Like uh i um gabe i know you had mentioned him
1: he played really well last night he's
2: dude he's a very good player and like we are actually minimizing his minutes because he does all the little things to help us win um kind of going along with like trading away all our players we are running out some funky lineups and they are they're like very clear uh tanking lineups (laughs) um so we're like letting sga play but like Al Horford is sitting games, not even on back-to-backs, and we're just calling it rest just because we don't want him to play. Um, yeah. there, This second half of the season, I do anticipate you're going to see the Thunder lose a lot more games because I think Sam Presti has has a huge say in all of that and has, has basically made the priority wanting to get a top-five pick in this year's draft. So I do think that you're going to see a lot more Thunder losses come our way um so, so we'll see that's kind of the thunder update
1: you have so many players too that can like play out of position pretty well like uh, basely can slide down or up like Pokishevsky can slide like up to the three if he needs to or like play the four like i feel like you can run funky lineups because all these players like don't really have mm-hmm. a set position that they have to play in
2: Kenrich Williams brings the ball up like a point guard, yeah, I know. like every I time, know. and then and then he got so he'll be playing like either the power forward or center position, and then he always guards the opposing team's ball handler. Like it's so yeah. crazy. Like Ja yeah. Morant will be coming down the court, and Kenrich Williams is the is the main defender on him.
1: I feel like I've seen that more and more this year. Like just these players who are so versed, like Bruce Brown for the yeah. Nets. He's yeah. like six four and plays like. Center sometimes for them in defensive rotations. And I'm like, exactly. they have this kid, six, he's four, he's matching up against the opposing team center and playing pretty well. Exactly.
2: Like, um, Zach, do you want to give us, uh, an update on the Mavs who've been playing much better as of late?
3: Yeah. So our last pod was, that Celtics game. Is that right? Uh,
2: the one
3: I, I was on. Yes. Right. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, since then, we are 5-3 and three over the last eight games. Um, right after that Luka buzzer beater, the Celtics' big win, we went and played our worst possible matchup in the whole league and got destroyed by the Sixers. Like, literally, we cannot compete with a team like that. They're just too big. And, like, our, our bigs are all extremely soft. The only one that's really not is Boban. And he plays like five minutes a game. So it, it's just a horrible matchup for us and honestly a lot of other teams. So, um, but no, our, our overall record is 20 and 18. We will probably be 20 and 19 after tonight because we play the Clippers again. Um, we did play them pretty tough Monday night. Um, honestly, our whole team overall played pretty well. Um, Luca played really great until the last three minutes and then he honestly kind of choked he took a lot of bad shots and uh, he I think he turned the ball over like twice too in the last three minutes so that was unfortunate but they did play him close Um, we we have a series coming up with Portland after that where we play them twice in a row that will be huge as far as uh, seeding goes because I think there are two spots in front of us right now, but I want to say there's only like two or three games in between us. So if we were able to win both those, that would be great as far as making ground. And then if they win both, uh, they'll they'll definitely have a huge gap in between us. Um, and then I also made a note, after that Blazers series, our schedule gets pretty easy for like the next six or seven games. We play Minnesota, Indiana, NOLA. The Thunder, Celtics, Knicks, and Wizards. Um, and I, I don't know. I think we can honestly make some ground, hopefully win at least four or five of those, and then uh, just maybe be four or five games above 500 at that point. So with as far as a hole we dug ourselves early, I'm pretty happy with where we're sitting at. But I really want us to get to, like, that five or six seed because aren't they doing, like, a play-in for seven through ten isn't yeah. that what's gonna happen? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's like set in stone, like that is actually happening. Yeah, it is. Okay. And it's a one game playoff?
2: So whoever the higher seed is only has to win one game, the lower seed has to win two.
3: Oh wow, okay. Okay. I guess that's fair, but yeah, I mean, even in that scenario, I would think we'll probably at least be the seven or eight, but you just never know with uh, especially the Warriors right in that spot. Kind of they're out of the playoffs right now, technically. So, or they're the nine is what they would be. Yeah. But um, some other stuff I noted, um, Josh Richardson has been playing a lot better. I want to say through like his last five or six games, uh, he's shooting the ball really well. I forget which game it was, but the dude hit, like, five or six threes, which is an anomaly for him. And then uh, I'm sure you've guys seen KP has been playing a lot better ever since his little back injury. And uh, last time I talked, it had seemed like we were maybe going to trade Porzingis, but I think that the door is officially shut on that. I even saw Mark Cuban in an interview, I think, yesterday He basically said there's no way we're we're trading KP and I mean of course he's going to say that but I get the genuine feeling it's not going to happen so honestly I'm kind of happy if he continues to play the way he is playing right now so but he he gets hurt a lot
2: along (laughs) uh, along with that do you have any uh, trade deadline predictions so obviously you don't think KP's going to get traded but are the Mavs going to make a move
0: make a move uh
3: I could maybe see us moving James Johnson for something. Um, I, he was just a rental for a year to give us a little help on defense. So it's not really going to affect much. And I think right now he's out for personal reasons. So maybe that could even have part to do with the trade deadline. You know, they're just not telling you something. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But I I would say he is probably the number one guy that may be leaving because – I don't see us getting rid of Hardaway, Brunson, Kleba, Dorian, Finney Smith. All, all those guys are kind of the the core of our our team, and uh, they're our main role players. I would say so.
2: Gotcha, um, guys. We oh, did- I, I have one
3: more thing I wanted to ask. I forgot. So y'all, you know how y'all were saying Luca cries a lot, which I agree he does. <laughs> Is that that your question? uh, No. Okay. Yeah, he does cry a lot. Yes. Yes, he does. And I would say he's a top five crier (laughs) in the NBA. But there is one player on my list that I feel like never gets any shit. And I don't know why. Can I guess? Can I guess? Yes. You can guess.
2: Is it Kawhi?
0: No.
2: Mm. Y'all have any guesses?
0: Um, Kyle Lowry? Nope.
3: Y'all were just talking about him earlier. One guess, Gabe, and then I'll tell y'all.
1: I have no guesses, but I think the reason is because, like, Lucas played six playoff games. He's lost four of them. He's only made the All-Star game twice, but he is complaining like he is a two-time MVP, two-time champion of the NBA. (laughs) Like, he's really good. But he hasn't established himself to that level yet. So I think that's why people oh. start to be like, all right, I'll
0: the brakes a little bit. Hey, he's no Harden. Are you talking no, about Dame?
2: Are you talking about Dame? No,
1: it was
3: not Harden.
2: It was Dame. Yeah, Dame. Dame
3: is a huge prize. Yeah, he actually is. No one I... ever says anything.
2: Yeah, I agree. But he's mm-hmm. also, like, makes shots from the logo, so it's cool. Oh, yeah. No, I,
3: <laughs> I love the way Dame plays, like, as far as, like, especially Clutch honestly I don't think there's any better player but I just have watched so many of those games and I'm sitting there going this dude cries just as much if not more than Luca." like and no one ever talks about it but that was just something that was on my mind that I was like do any of y'all ever notice this I think um
1: it did did work he won the game on free throws last
2: night so (laughs) (laughs) he did get fouled to be fair but yeah I think what Gabe said kind of hit it on the hit it on the head for me um, like Luca's just so young, you know, and I'm not saying like young guys shouldn't be upset with officials or anything like that, but when when like at twenty two years old he's already decided that this is going to be like a main way that he gets himself to the free throw line or like a main excuse that he uses. Like we give LeBron crap all the time, and I think rightfully so, like he cries a lot, um, to the officials, but that didn't start at age twenty two. You know, like, and we're tired of it from LeBron. And now Luke is going to be starting this at age 22, all of this crying. We have to watch this for the next, what, 12, 13 years of like him being one of the faces of the NBA? Like, that's just why I'm not excited about him starting this so, so early. Uh, in his career, honestly. Yeah,
3: but it's it's also a different league now than when LeBron started because now everyone does this swapping. You got to get every single call. The the stupid arm swipes. Everyone does that now, and they didn't used to do that.
2: That's true. I do think there's a difference between like selling a call and crying about a call. Um, I I just in my opinion, like I have no problem with guys selling a call. Um, but if you don't get it walk away and just just go play the game
3: i've i've seen some games he has gotten a little better about it where like i know he's pissed but he he just kind of gets back but it does really piss me off when like he sits there and cries and then they get like a three on two because he didn't run back and yeah it honestly does hurt us when he cries but sometimes it's definitely warranted but i don't think it's all the time and uh I don't know. He's definitely one of the top, but I
1: don't know if I would put him number one. There, There's a few others.
3: Yeah,
2: that's all I was saying. I don't think anybody was making too big of a deal out of it.
0: We can let Nick be the, uh, the final verdict, the final judge. I mean, <laughs> nah, I pretty much agree with everything y'all said. Um, Lillard is a big crybaby. I watch the Blazers so much. He cries. <laughs> he does. Maybe more than Luca, honestly. <laughs> 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 um but do you just think
1: a, <laughs> i was just gonna ask do you think that it's partially the refereeing to blame like i feel like this season 100 percent the referee oh, been...
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah no yeah. the league has to do something about the officiating and reviews like oh my oh, gosh yeah. man how do we spend how do we spend 15 minutes on the last like minute of a basketball game the like, key is it is insane to me how us <laughs> us as viewers, we're watching the play, right? And it's like, in, what, five seconds, we can dictate, oh, that should be the right call, right? Or, like, right. whose leg it bounced off of. But we have to sit there as fans and watch officials watch this same play over and over for, like, five minutes in something yeah. we've deduced in five seconds and then they turn around and still get the call wrong. Like, what are we yeah. What are we doing here? <laughs>
3: that, that Thunder-Mavs game the other night where y'all won and luca and kp sat out there was a horrible call in our favor at the end, and like we reviewed it and i was like it's obviously y'all's ball or whatever and they overturned it and they gave it to us and like you said it took like 10 minutes and i'm going what are we looking
2: at come on guys like we still got to care about the product of the nba hey i did want to i did want to get back we missed this on the rockets uh and we'd be remiss not to talk about it to steal one of gabe's words um, hey. But the PJ Tucker trade, how are you guys? How are you guys feeling about that?
1: Cave, do you want to go? Uh, I don't know. Do you know which? Do you know which trade much, I'm talking about? Yeah, it's like DJ Augustine, PJ Tucker. I don't, I don't see it as very significant. I mean, PJ Tucker wanted out, so yeah. it's cool that we got some pick comp- compensation and. Uh, maybe
2: well, some that's my question players, here. But. <laughs> that's my question here. Is it? It's not really pick compensation though, right? Because you actually gave the Bucks their first oh, round they're pick back. Oh,
1: their pick back. You're right. And so... Mm-hmm. I th- and then we got... Did we get a pick back with that? Yes. Or did
0: we... I oh, so it was a pick swap of sorts? Con-
2: kind. Like, looking
0: at it. it yeah. It says that we got a 2023 unprotected first round and the rights to swap. It's 2021 second round pick for Milwaukee's first round pick unless it falls okay. one to nine.
2: Interesting. Right. So you basically traded 2022's first round pick of the bucks for 2023's second first round pick of the Bucks or something like that Um, but i was i was a little surprised because i i feel like i'd heard pj tucker's name come up a whole lot in like trade rumors and i know he wanted out of houston but i thought you could get more than what is the headliner of that trade like dj augustine yeah you know? know you I know mean, what i mean like that was a little weird to me.
1: old and he's been playing really bad this year that's true oh. it is
2: it, that is true but nick did you have any any thoughts on the trade
0: i was just saying i was just gonna say that it, it kind of really signifies the end of that era like yeah, all yeah. gordon's left now um, true. and uh we should probably be moving off him too soon <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah absolutely uh,
0: moment, moment of silence for- <laughs> yeah
1: Nick and I's Rockets fandom. <laughs> Did y'all see it in that uh Thunder trade,
3: Trevor Ariza is the most traded player in the last <laughs> twenty five years? Yeah. yeah.
2: Eleven teams or something like that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> this dude's played for over a third of the league. He just needs to like get one of those uh like sprinter vans and convert it into <laughs> where he lives, so that way he doesn't have to worry about Is uprooting it, he, his entire. He needs to become
3: the, the first player to play for every single team. Just sign like a weekly contract. To move yeah. Through. Okay.
2: To be fair, he never played for the Thunder, so that one shouldn't yeah. even count. But yeah,
3: yeah. I, it's just a matter of he probably had to live there and do all that. <laughs>
2: Well, hey, before we uh before we move on to the league, Nick, I wanted um I wanted to give you the opportunity to kind of talk to us as the commissioner of the league, um and kind of our I, I am dubbing you our quote unquote rules expert guy for our okay. league, um and so wanted to kind of give the floor to you to let us know, okay, how does the playoffs work? How does off-season work how do our keepers work you know that whole shebang uh just wanted to kind of give you a chance to explain all of those things and i think uh gabe and zach and i might have some questions for you that you can possibly answer
0: all uh, right sure first i just wanted to say that sga was the biggest all-star snub this year and
2: thank you that, that's it i appreciate I, that thank you than agree agree that.
0: okay um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, our league we have co commissioners. There are four of us um that kind of call the shots um behind the scenes me, Zach, Bowie, and ramsey um <clears throat> um Ramsey definitely pulls a lot of the weight, like probably more than anyone um I'll say uh for the playoffs um, so it's top six um. Pretty, pretty standard. You can look at, in the app and it'll show the playoff bracket or whatever. Um, pretty standard. Uh, we don't do anything crazy there. For the off season, um, draft pick order will be based on the worst records of playoff teams. They will go into a lottery. Um, so six teams in the lottery. Um, the teams that lose in the first round of the playoffs... Um, they will be picks seven and eight. Uh, the team that oof, scored the most points, I want to say, will have pick seven. Um, and the team that scored the least amount of points will have pick eight, if I'm remembering that correctly. Real, real quick. So is it an evenly weighted lottery for the bottom six teams for pick rights? Or is it... Um, okay. Evenly weighted, yeah. Okay. Um, and then picks nine and ten will be done the exact same way as seven and eight, just those two losers there. And then obviously pick twelve goes to the champion, pick eleven goes to second rounder. Right, right, right. so, okay. Yeah. Um. What's what else are you trying to ask about? Um. The keepers. Um. So our keeper budget is thirty dollars standard. Um. If you set your lineups for these three months there's the additional three points that we added in this year um, and that's really new to the league uh, I just kind of came up with that to kind of incentivize people setting their lineups because this is around the time when teams start falling off maybe they don't want to try anymore uh, I've noticed that for the past five years that I've played in this league um, so this is just new uh, please give feedback on that because of that I um, <laughs> That additional three points we did tweak our keeper budget. Um where a first round pick was worth twenty five dollars, it is now worth twenty seven. Um and y'all can stop me if you all have questions. Um and for free agents, um, where it was they were worth three dollars as a keeper, we've changed them to six, but I'm going to argue with Ramsey about that to lower it. <laughs> okay. okay.
2: Cool. <laughs> Hey, and quick question on the um, <laughs> on the the extra 3 dollars or whatever you said these last 3 months so is that <laughs> is that like every day or like is, if there's just one day where you have somebody on the bench uh who was playing that that 3 dollars is gone or like how does that work
0: um well i when i initially came up with it my idea was it for you said it all of march you get an additional one you said it all of april you get an additional one. You said all of May an additional one. Um, so that's the way I addition I originally thought it would go. Uh, we'll have to talk that over for sure. <clears throat> so I can't give a clear answer on that right now. Okay. But, cool. Um. Also, it it's completely fine to sit people for strategy. Um. Like Ramsey and I. Like if you want your percentages, I do that. If you want to sit someone to win a percentage, that's completely fine. Um, And don't play, don't play RJ Barrett. (laughs) You want
1: to retweet? Retweet. Actually, he's playing much better lately. But yeah, he actually killed the Thunder. First player that came to mind when it said sit player for percentages, (laughs) RJ Barrett just immediately came to mind.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um. uh Myself, uh, Ramsey, Zach. I mean, we we. I'm pretty sure we've all done that before. We'll be able to spot someone doing that. Cool. Um, okay. Yeah, I think that's about it.
2: You guys got any uh, any questions, Zach or Gabe?
1: No, I would. This is probably more for the offseason because obviously it's not going to matter. But just like a list of first round pick equals this amount of money. Second round pick equals this amount of money. Like just a list so I can like look over my team and be like, okay, what would be the best? course of action here i think nick has that document with all okay. that. but maybe once we like decide okay free agents are for sure going to be six dollars or free agents are going to be five or like once it's set in stone like that's probably something that we can post but like i said it's not that important right now unless you're ramsey and you only have two good players on your team and <laughs> still beat him this week
2: chill bro yeah.
3: <laughs> I do he's got, got like that five extra picks next year though i <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, that's kind of scary to think about, but we'll we'll get to there
2: when we get to yeah. it. Okay, cool. Well, thanks, Nick. Appreciate the info. Um, we can find you on Sleeper at. Uh, just kidding.
0: Chocolate yoga waffles. Yeah, chocolate yoga waffles.
2: No, uh, no, I I know I've had questions about it. Um, sounds like there still might be a few things that need to get decided um, in regards to the off season. You know, but those of us that are, that have an eye towards next season, you know, some of that information's a little bit better for us. Uh, you, you like that? You like that terminology? Yeah, um, 100%. Yeah, basically playing spoiler the rest of the season. Um, So, thank you, Nick. We're going to go ahead and move on to kind of going over uh, the last two weeks of matchups, which again, it's the same matchup over and over um was before we get to that was there anything you guys wanted to go over or are we good
3: uh i i go i
1: i was just gonna ask when our trade deadline is for the commissioner or slash co-commissioners is it the same as the nba trade deadline
0: yes in in the app it'll show april 16th or something like that our trade deadline is march 25th the same as the nba's cool oh so shoot so it's like we, coming up yeah in which app It'll show the wrong date, uh, ESPN app. Okay, gotcha.
2: Of course, ESPN app is wrong. Why would I? Why would I think anything different? Zach, did you have a question?
3: Uh, no, not a question. I was just before we do the uh, matchups. I was just gonna give kind of an intro where we're all sitting right now. I can dig it. So, right now. Um, I think we kind of know who the top teams are. It's Gabe and Bowie. They've kind of separated themselves. Um, then you've got Gary and Bobby. And they, they're in a pretty good position, but I don't think they're 100% in playoff shit. And then you've got Nick sitting at 47, 40, and 1. And he's your 5 seed. Ryan, who's at 46, 39, and 3, who's the 6 seed. And then you've got a bunch of people in the 40s with their win totals that were all kind of just in that zone. And these last uh, six weeks are going to really shape the playoff picture. So um, I've got in here me, Camden, Ramsey, and Cam. We're all kind of in the same area. We are not in playoffs right now, but we definitely could make it if one of us goes on a run. And then um, I would say Nick and Ryan are right on the edge as well. They're just in a little better spot than us. Um, Some notes I made. Bowie's last five matchups, he has not won. He has two losses and three ties. Gary's last six matchups... Five of the six were losses. Wow. Camden's last six, five of the six were wins. Um, I have won six of my last eight matchups, and one of those that I didn't win was a tie. And then I also made a note, Daniel has only won one matchup all year, and that was against Bowie. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> and then Big R has only won one matchup all year, and that was against Daniel. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, the, those are your uh notes to get you ready for all the matchups.
2: Nice. That's good. That's good. Um okay, well, let's hit the matchups here. We'll go through them a little quicker than we normally do. I know we're getting up there on time. Um <clears throat> but hey, tell you what. Here's what we'll do. So, Gabe, you'll give the insight like you typically do and do a great job of if you're good with that. And then yeah. Uh, We're gonna bounce between Nick and Zach on the matchups to kind of give just like a quick insight into what they think about the team or the matchup or whatever. You guys with that? Sure. Awesome. Okay, let's go to the uh, first matchup. Here was me versus Ramsey. Ramsey took this matchup five to three. Five categories that he won were free throw percentage, three pointers made, rebounds, steals, and blocks. Gabe, what did you think of this matchup?
1: Yeah, so uh, Ramsey actually led the league in steals this week, or this combination of weeks, um, because of TJ McConnell and my boy Jayshon Tate. They combined for 23 steals on the week. Um, this was largely due, in, uh, largely due to the fact that TJ McConnell had 10 steals in one game, and leading to a pretty unconventional triple-double on, uh, I believe it was like March 3rd. Uh Ram- Ramsey punted this season, but he's filled his bench with so much fantasy potential. It's actually pretty gross. If you just like go look at um go go look at where like uh, some of his uh, potential players are. He's got players like Kevin Porter, John Collins, who might be traded and at, like see more potential. Moses Brown for the Thunder, who started to emerge a little bit. Satoransky, who's starting for the Bulls now at point guard because they benched Kobe White, like he's just uh, Pokishevsky at the bottom of his roster there. Like I feel like he's just got players now who just have insane upside, and I know that he's pretty much dead set on keeping Christian Wood and Lamelo Ball, but it's just like I don't know. He's he's really taken this uh, this uh, this season to say, okay, like these are the players who like could fall into fantasy relevance. So I'm just gonna see what that what I have with the bottom. I don't know, 12, 11 spots on my roster, and it's made for quite the interesting uh, competitive roster out of pretty much nothing. So For Cam's team, uh, pretty weak on rebounds and blocks, but this is because Cam hates big men, confirmed. Um, Confirmed. Marcus Marcus Smart and Darius Garland have both kind of struggled coming off of their injuries. Um, They're they're coming off of them a little slow, but all in all... um, This is a matchup that Cam probably should have won if he wanted to uh, make the playoffs/slash make some noise in the playoffs. So a little bit disappointing, but it was around the All-Star break, so uh, we'll have to see
0: uh, what future holds.
2: Yeah, Uh, Nick, did you have any comments on either one of these teams?
0: Uh, yeah I will say that Ramsey is extremely competent at fantasy basketball he's never had a bad team like ever in all six years I've been in this league I feel like we are extremely lucky that he decided <clears throat> to just give this season up um, he would definitely be competing otherwise probably at the top he's just always always constantly good he knows what he's doing Um, with Cam you know our teams are built very similar similarly in terms of well, our strengths and weaknesses. Um but how I was wondering how you felt about um Darius Garland missing so much time and how do you think him coming back would impact your team winning?
2: Well, it was pretty sweet whenever we had uh sex land and the trees. Like I remember back when that was the that was a cool thing. Um <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, those were the days. Uh, Darius Garland got off to such a hot start for the season. And obviously, like, this injury kind of derailed him. And honestly, the Cavs, like, (laughs) they were overachieving at the beginning of the season. Uh, I think even Colin Sexton has come down to earth quite a bit on all of his stats. But he's a chucker. Uh, He has nights where he's really hot. He has nights where he's going to go, like, three for 12 you know um, so
1: well bro is he playing 16 minutes
2: <laughs> you're you're not wrong <laughs> you're not wrong um, but he's also a guy that can give you seven threes in a night you know so yeah. he's that is honestly true of many players on my team um, so for me to, to have any chance the rest of the year I kind of just need all my players to get hot at the same time which is another way of saying that ain't gonna happen <laughs> um <laughs> So I, I don't know. It I'll be it'll be good to have him back, but I'd love to just see him healthy.
3: Cam, do you know what uh Russ shot from free throws last matchup throughout your whole matchup? Um I don't. Forty six percent.
2: That's tough. That is tough. Bro Russ, <laughs> hey, can we talk real quick though? Russ like I know he's had, like, a super up-and-down season, but he's been really good, man. Like, he really yeah, has.
1: Yeah, 100%. And, and everybody
2: said that the uh the Rockets won that trade whenever we were three games into the season, and Don right. Wall was killing it, you know. Right. But, but I can't blame he, Russ necessarily for all the Wizards' struggles.
1: No, I agree. And we might have jumped the gun on that a little bit. I will give Russell Westbrook credit. He is not taking, like, 8 threes a game anymore and he is a lot more efficient in his field goal percentage because of that. And honestly, like, watching some of the Wizards games, like, he's just a good rebounder. Like, he's not he this is, guy bro. who, like, everyone boxes out for, and then he just comes up and grabs an uncontested... Like, he's actually a really good rebounder. And I feel like sometimes the narrative of, like, stat patter doesn't actually help you win gets lost in the fact that he's actually, a like, a really good rebounder and a pretty good passer. Like, oh. he... Like he, like I feel like sometimes the negatives outweigh the positives with this guy, and uh, after watching him, I feel like some of that's unmerited.
2: Our, our us Thunder fans have been telling you guys this for how many years, and nobody will believe us.
1: Yeah, well, he played on the Rockets too, so. Yeah, but the
2: Rockets were a of terrible. By,
1: uh, Harden's playmaking abilities. Yeah.
2: Anyway, let's go on to the uh, next matchup here. Uh, we had Ryan James gives me a hardened takedown big R. Uh, it was not relatively close. Uh, Ryan won this matchup seven uh, seven to zero, and then they tied in steals. Um, Gabe, what do you think of this matchup? Kind of a beatdown.
1: Yeah, this was uh, so. There's actually a stat correction that led to him tying steals because when I looked at it, it was an eight zero. Um, but you have to remember what I said about this Vucevic trade. I think that that trade made Ryan the best team in the league and we are starting to see it. I think he's lost like three or four categories in the last like two or three weeks. Like he is like absolutely balling at the moment and his team does not look like it's going to slow down anytime soon. He did this without Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo only played one game and that's his third best player. Like, and he, he was putting up these numbers. So I don't know, man. I'm pretty scared of Ryan's team in the playoffs. He's one of the teams, um, along with some of the other ones you mentioned, like Bowie's that I think is really, really good and is going to be really good. Uh, it's good to see Karis LeVert back on the court. Again, unless you're in our fantasy league and not named Ryan, then it's kind of scary. Uh, but yeah, big R's side of the, uh, the matchup. Tyrese Halliburton, he's kind of struggled to find his groove post-injury. He is starting tonight after the uh, unfortunate Bagley injury um, that happened recently. And so we'll have to see what he does um, with the extended opportunity. But it is, uh, he, he started off so hot uh, that to begin the season. You have to wonder if that was maybe just a flash in the pan. Uh, Steven Adams for Big R's team, he basically only contributes to rebounding since he only takes, like, five shots a game. And so, like, the he shoots a good field goal percentage, but he doesn't really contribute in other areas. And then Patty Mills and Duncan Robinson are really, like, three-point guys, but Big R's team remains pretty middle of the pack in that category. And I'm just calling, uh, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, like, Highlighting those names because I feel like Bigar has a couple of specialist type players on his roster where he could make benefit from getting some more well-rounded fantasy production. If he's not going to win rebounding or threes like at a high level every week, then there's no real reason to like keep these specialist type players on the roster. And then maybe he could trade or, or pick up somebody with a little bit more well-rounded uh, upside or potential. But yeah, that's about it from that matchup. Just kind of a uh, a frightening statement game
2: from ryan's team zach did you have any thoughts here
1: uh like gabe
3: said big r just got dominated oh uh, did big r set his lineup every single day because it looks like his guys have a lot less shot attempts and everything
1: than uh Ryan's while i'm looking at it right now
3: cannot but... confirm
2: or deny
1: I can't. I know he his guys played more total minutes than mine did this week, and I set my lineup every day. But I had so many players out this week. Wow. Yeah,
3: I mean, just when you look at Big R's team, his bigs are pretty solid, but man, his guards, other than Beal, it's just really gross to look at.
2: Maybe if me and Big R combined our teams, it could be yeah, middle of y'all, the pack.
3: Y'all can all- <laughs> if uh, Halliburton was still healthy or had been healthy.
2: Yeah. Uh Over. Nick, how are you uh how are you feeling about Ryan's team?
0: Um yeah, Ryan's team is extremely scary. They're <laughs> with Robert Covington co- really coming around with the stocks recently, uh just picking yeah. up his play in general. Like and Victor Oladipo getting his steals and stuff. Um he has no weaknesses anymore. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it's just scary. I don't know how I would attempt to take him down.
2: I don't I don't know. <laughs> don't, I don't don't talk that. like that, Nick. I ha- I still have you as my winner.
0: No, I believe <laughs> I believe in me too, but Lawrence <laughs> <Ryan> seems
3: scary. <laughs> Covington had the most blocks for him out of every player on his team. Yeah. yeah.
1: He plays really well when he's playing at center. I'm hoping that Nurkic can like bump him back up to the 3 or the 4. And like get rid of some of those fantasy production, or get rid of some of that fantasy production, so that like some of us have a chance in the defensive categories.
0: Cause pretty scary when he's putting up big numbers. He had thirty-seven blocks without
2: Bam playing. Like that's... <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving that's on, moving on to our next matchup here. We had um, Bowie versus Bobby. They ended up tying this matchup four to four. The four categories that Bowie won were three-pointers made, rebounds, assists, and points. Four categories that Bobby won were field goal percentage, free throw percentage, steals, and blocks. Uh, Gabe, what was the uh, assessment here?
1: Yeah, so Bowie um, led the league in threes this week, uh, largely on the back of Damian Lillard. He hit 31 threes on the week. That was over half of the total threes my team hit in the same time frame. Dame's third in the NBA in threes per game. Been playing out of his mind lately, kind of highlighted by the uh, 50-point win over the uh, New Orleans Pelicans last night. Uh, Rebounds, uh, he was also first overall in the week. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., Wendell Carter, and Rashawn Holmes led the way for Bowie. They combined for 141 rebounds. Rashawn Holmes has been putting up monster games in the absence of Hassan Whiteside, and now with Marvin Bagley injured, Uh, the Kings front court kind of seems to be his to dominate. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is also benefiting from a number of absences, namely Gary Harris and Monty Morris in the Denver lineup. But Coach Malone has said that he'll start at the four, even when the team is healthy. And I remember this was a point of contention early on in the season because Porter was playing really well, but he's still coming off the bench. And uh, Coach uh, Malone has this infatuation with Gary Harris. And uh, I don't know. It's still good that, um, like, we're seeing Porter play at this level, uh, regardless of who's healthy and who's not. But I'm ex- I'm excited and interested to see what happens when everybody does come back for the uh, the Nuggets there. And then Wendell Carter, uh, the Bulls' starting lineup is fluctuating quite a bit at the moment. I met, I mentioned uh, Tomas Satoransky uh, got the start over Kobe White. And then they started Thad Young over Wendell Carter. And Carter's still putting up good numbers when he's in the game, but his minutes have been kind of up and down. He started the second half of the game last night. So it's just like, I don't know where it's going to go. He's obviously a really good like per-minute production center. And so as long as he can keep those minutes up, Bowie doesn't really care if the Bulls win games at the end of the day. He just wants wants Wendell Carter to put up good numbers. And so um, even if his plus-minus is a little low, uh, hopefully – Uh, he can stay in that starting role and continue to play like 25 plus minutes. Um, But for Bobby's team, uh, the Joel Embiid injury is unfortunate, but thankfully there was no structural damage. He's expected back kind of early April. So um, that bodes well for Bobby's um, playoff hopes and expectations at this point. Uh, And then Derek, Derek white and Kenyon Martin jr. Have a lot of fantasy potential, uh, We saw in the last week, uh, Derek White had a 17, four rebound, four assist, four steal, two blocks game with three threes. Like that's just filling up the stat sheet everywhere. Kenyon Martin had a 15 and 10 double double with three steals and a block. So we see these guys flash, but we're just kind of waiting for them to, uh, like something to stick so that he's not, um, like these are some uh, players, especially Kenyon Martin, who are just kind of flyers at this point. And if one of them sticks, it could really bolster his roster. Um, here in the late stages of the fantasy season
2: hey was it Kenyon martin jr that had that disgusting dust?
1: on john collins yeah, you know? yeah. okay that's right yeah, that's right <laughs> yeah we have some uh, pretty athletic players on the rockets and i don't know highlight plays are fun to watch like on espn and stuff i just
2: yeah just don't look don't at the know. score
1: yeah sometimes they uh dominate the narrative of the bigger picture, which is we are losing by 36. <laughs> that <laughs> that, that reminds me really of uh, when we had Dennis Smith. Yeah.
2: Good point, yeah. Zach, did you have any uh, thoughts on this matchup?
3: Um, not much. I mean, Bowie's not getting a lot of production out of Kobe White. Um, he's kind of fallen off. Like He'll have a decent game every now and then, but he's not giving him the production he did earlier this year. And then, I mean, Bowie, I said this in one of the other podcasts, his, like, guards and forwards are just stupid. Like, he's got Kyrie, Lillard, LeBron, um, Brogdon, th- those four right there, and then plus, I guess he's not a guard, he's more of a forward, but uh, MPJ, like Gabe had said, th- they're just leading his team right now, so I, he's going to be a tough out but honestly um he's been struggling the last few weeks because i think he won like our first 5 to 6 weeks in a row and then he has not won since so it's he's got a very weird team um and then for the architect um i've said his team's pretty solid the whole year um we we've kind of gone over with Chris Paul he's been balling i think he's uh yeah, the past two games he's had four steals, both games. I think that's for this Jeez. week, though. But um, I, and then Miles Turner, he's your blocks leader for the year. It might hurt him that Joel Embiid has been out a little bit. Um, so we'll we'll see going forward if Embiid's going to be injury prone to finish the year off. But I think uh, Bobby's got a really good team.
2: Awesome let's go on to our next matchup here we've got uh garrett versus nick nick took this matchup five two two and one the five categories that nick won were free throw percentage three pointers made assists steals and points you guys did end up tying in blocks uh gabe what'd you think of this matchup
1: yeah, so for Nick's team, Nick's just got some uh, some bucket getters on the team. He was first overall in points on the week, led by Zach Levine and yours truly, Shea Gilgis Alexander. They combined for 233 points on the week. And I think it's notable that he did this without Fred Van Vliet playing a single minute. And so uh, I think he would have broken the 1,000 mark pretty easily had Fred Van Vliet been healthy um the Larry Nance Kevin Love situation is confusing and uh like honestly kind of sad because I don't know if y'all saw but Kevin Love played like two minutes in his return and then he still was uncomfortable with the calf and you you have to wonder if this is uh nearing the end for Kevin Love um I don't know it's such a such a staple player in the NBA for so long so it's kind of sad to see uh like him not just, just not be able to stay healthy or get back on the court this year. But Larry Nance has uh, benefited in his absence minutes wise, and uh, I think should continue to uh, do that because I don't see love coming back anytime really that soon. For Garrett, um, Paul George has been struggling lately, which is unfortunate for someone with uh, such an abundance of nicknames when he plays bad. He's got uh, <laughs> playoff, playoff P, more like way off P. He's got pandemic pee like it just when paul george is playing bad it really sucks because the headlines they just kind of <laughs> write themselves it is uh you don't want to be paul george when you are uh, not shooting great
2: you know what he's brought it on himself so don't feel do too bad <laughs>
1: um it was good to see cj McCollum back and uh, starting to shake off some of that rust i know that um like he was on a minutes limit and he didn't shoot particularly well last night but it's just good to see him back and the blazers start to get healthy again And uh, let's talk about Anthony Edwards for a second. Um, He's come out of the all-star break hot, but since then he's averaged like 28 points a game on 48% shooting over the last week. So efficiency was always something that uh, was a struggle for him at times. And so I think that it's really encouraging to see this from Anthony Edwards. We always knew that he could score well, but it was the peripherals and the percentages that were going to hold him back fantasy-wise and, honestly, NBA player-wise. So Anthony Edwards um, kind of emerging um, and, I don't know, putting his name back in the bucket for uh, a rookie not bust. I don't think that there's any chance that he can – uproot uh, Lamelo lamello balls case for rookie of the year but uh, i don't know second place seems fine and then uh i wrote somebody explain to me the thunder like i'm 12 years old at this point because i said theo maladon like i just don't understand how they keep producing these players like, like, they always look at it, like ty jerome is playing now he's playing pretty well i'm like i don't get it where where do all these players that are just like pretty good and i want to see more minutes of like where do they come from i look at the depth chart and i'm always like i didn't even know that guy was real and i thought he was just like <laughs> a placeholder and then he's, he gets in the game and he plays well and i'm like what the who yeah is this man? but
2: just anyways, so you know so, it is uh, <laughs> uh it's, teo Mal- oh, yeah. it's teo maladon maladon
1: maladon yeah.
2: Oh. yeah maladon so oh, I
1: thought it was I thought it was Theo Maladon, the way that uh, it was it yeah. was spelled or written. It, but pretty much the sense.
2: entire Thunder's roster's names are hard to pronounce. So uh, yeah. I it's also true. found out it's Mark Dagnault. I always thought it was Dagnault. In fact, oh, somebody yeah. told me it was Dagnault, but it's actually Mark Dagnault. So that's unfortunate. There's no longer a correlation between me and him. <laughs> um Nick, I have I noticed that uh, this is another week where you utilized all of your matchup acquisitions um that seems to be something that you just are constantly on top of uh how are you feeling about your team and like how how do you continue to utilize every single matchup acquisition is that obviously part of the game plan or like what are your thoughts there
0: yeah definitely part of the game plan um actually it was Really, really big this week. If you look at the box score, um, blocks we were tied. Deals I won by two threes. I won by four. These like three categories could entirely swing the week. I made nine acquisitions to Garrett's one, um, and I think that really made the difference. Like, um, just D. Anthony Melton, pretty random obscure guy, gave me, or uh, six deals that I just picked up off the waiver wire and i like i don't i don't think there's ever a way that um i mean i feel like i'm not maximizing my team if i'm not using all of those picks every week
2: so so is just like half your roster expendable is like that your thought process or is there like three guys that you think of or
0: i mean it it varies depending uh week to week i'd say right now i'm at about three or four right okay. now, but it's been at six or something. I haven't like hit on like big free agency acquisitions. Um, like I missed out on Norman Powell. Um, I'm salty about that still. Best yeah. Uh-huh. Me, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm just kind of just sh- getting guys in and out, um, maximizing, uh, my accounting stats. Um,
1: yeah. The the, way, the best way that I heard it explained, Cam, is like, let's say the worst player on your roster plays four games this week. If you stream that spot every single day, now you've gone from four to seven games in that spot. And so you have to then calculate, like you're not doing anything different, but is that guy's four games really better than seven streamed in games in counting stats and percentages? Because if it is, then you keep that guy. But if it's not, then you stream that spot, and it, it produces more for your team than it would if you just... Even if the guy's pretty good, like if he's your worst player and he's not going to produce the same as somebody that is on the waiver wire, because there's games every day, so you can always play somebody who's going to play at least a handful of minutes, you know?
2: Yeah, but my issue is that I think of these players like I would play with them in 2K, and if they produce oh, yeah. them with, for me in 2K, they ain't making the roster, so... <laughs> oh my God. Uh. I see that's uh that's probably why I'm in the position I'm in, but <laughs> Nick, how are you feeling about your team uh the rest of the year?
0: Well, I'll say from the very start i was I noticed that i it looks like I drafted my team as if point scored were the only category <laughs> <laughs> and that's held really true, and at first, it was a down, like <laughs> oh no, I messed up. But reading the rules, um, also rules, tiebreaker in the playoffs is point scored, everyone. Um so I think that's huge for me. Um, since my team is pretty great at free throw shooting and three point shooting. Um we're making our way in assists. I believe I was second in the league in assists last week. Um, I've started picking up players that get steals. Um I don't know, I'm feeling Decently confident that I could get a four four against someone with me winning points. So Um, you're
1: saying, okay, so tiebreaker if it's four four is then points scored? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. I might have to make some significant roster (laughs) because I have been literally just throwing points out the window because I was like, "Eh, it's so much easier to get these other studs.
2: You got to read the fine print, uh, Gabe.
1: have to look at uh, take at a careful assessment of my roster and see if I need to make a move here pretty soon <laughs> I think I can 5-3 most teams in the league but it's just like if it does come to 4-4 four four, if something happens to my roster that would be a sucky way to lose is just the points
0: tied or like the points differ- differential I'm, I'm telling you I'm trying to um, to do that to you right now Yeah, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <personally> <laughs> my team is I didn't not well rounded that. like, that's, that. that's all I can do <laughs>
2: Moving on to our next matchup here. We had Camden versus Gabe. Um, both of you guys used up all of your matchup acquisitions. Uh, we had quite a fun matchup here. Camden ends up taking it 5-3. to three. The five categories that he won were free throw percentage, three-pointers made, rebounds, which was super close, assists, and points. Uh, wait a second. Now that I'm looking at that, is it highlighting the wrong thing, Gabe? Are you looking at this?
1: Uh, I'm not, but I, I only won field goal percentage steals in blocks.
2: But then on points, it says you the numbers say that you won 641 to 333, but it has his 333 lit up.
1: Okay, it, well, he, he scored more than 333. Okay. He scored, yeah. I don't know how many points he scored, but it
0: was more than that. Okay.
2: Thanks, 833 ESPN.
0: 833 to 641 is what I see. Awesome. Yeah, 8.33. I'm going to take a screenshot yeah.
2: and send it to you all. It's saying 3.33 right now in my I face, little, which
0: is
1: cool. Uh, a little piece of dust on your computer. <laughs> it is an old phone.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, so Gabe, tell us about uh, your matchup with Camden.
1: Yeah, this was unfortunate because – um, so I lost rebounds by two rebounds. And I didn't play Kelly Olynyk one day last week because he was what I perceived to be my worst player and I couldn't <laughs> fill... I, like, have no shooting guards. And so I couldn't fill any spots. And then um, I forgot who, but one of, like, a potential, like, game-time decision... Oh, it was Draymond Green decided to sit out, like, with Curry one game before the All-Star break. So I could have put Kelly Olenek in. But by that point, it was too late because it was, like, one of those late, like, game-time decision announcements. And Kelly Olenek got, like, six rebounds that game. And so I still... I played it throughout the week, but... I was salty because I definitely could have tied at least rebounds and gotten that category uh, back. Or I could have won rebounds and then tied the matchup. But, um, yeah, Camden's team put up some good numbers, especially in free throw percentage. Chris Middleton and Carmelo Anthony combined to go 48-53, for 53, uh, which is 90.6% on the week. Uh, Melo has been on fire lately. He's actually a top 70 player over the last Mello. week. I know. I know. Reinventing himself. Yet again. But CJ McCollum, uh I guess when I wrote this, CJ McCollum hadn't come back. And then Yusuf Nurkic's return is also on the horizon. Um And then my only other thing is uh Camden has Carl Anthony Towns on the team. I don't understand why Anthony Edwards takes like 22 shots a game and Carl Anthony Towns only takes <laughs> like nine some games because Carl Anthony Towns is like an elite player. And now, like at some point you kind of have to wonder like, is it, is he just a passive player or is he not willing to like take the, cause it's not like you can blame coaching schemes and things, but he's gone through a number of coaches now. And there are just times where he lets these like ball dominant guards, just take all of the usage away from him on the, on the like whole Timberwolves roster. And I'm like, like, just go shoot pass. I don't know, like touch the ball and and hold it and make something happen. And, I don't like. It's sometimes frustrating to see the box score, and I don't watch a ton of Timberwolves games. But I'm like, how can you let Anthony Edwards take 22 shots and you only take nine? That's not even half. So Carl uh, Anthony Towns is an interesting uh, player to watch, especially because he's like a top three, top five fantasy option um, in category leagues. And so we'll have to see um, what that's going to look like here in the future, especially if Camden's going to continue to make noise for that playoff push. This was a a yikes week for my team. I was the worst in the league in threes, worst in the league in assists, worst in the league in points. Um, I only played a combined 1,203 minutes, 1,203. That was the lowest in the league by almost 200 minutes. Um, Cam's team was actually second lowest um, with like 1,400 or like close to 1,400. Let's go. The best player on my team who didn't miss at least one game this week was Chris Boucher. And so that just goes to show you how many um, players either sat or were injured on my team, but I'm not too worried. They The team sit key players around the all-star break all the time, but my team's identity has really shifted, especially with my recent waiver wire additions of Robert Williams and Jakob Pertl. And so now I have a more big man heavy build, which like, like I said, I thought that was like kind of the direction that I wanted to go just to kind of set myself up for the playoffs and kind of beat some of these teams at their own game but now that i'm hearing that points is a tiebreaker uh <laughs> those are not huge point scoring options they don't even play that many minutes but they're just like blocks rebounds and field goal percentage um like buffers and so we'll have to see if uh, other players value them um in a different way but yeah I, I, a bit of an identity shift but uh, we, had, we had a lot of uh injury and uh sitting of players this week so we'll have to see moving forward what that all looks like
2: hey nick i uh i i think gabe would like to know what your thoughts are on his team seeing as two of you guys are probably one of the few contenders without giving away too many secrets uh how you feel about gabe's team
0: gabe's team is still better than ryan's in my opinion. Um I've been trying to size Gabe up the entire year. Pretty <laughs> much every trade I've made, every every strategy decision I've made is like how am I going to be Gabe? How am I going to be Gabe? How am I going to be Gabe? Um it's just I don't know, it's it's too good. He's he's great at playing the waiver waiver wire, which I think is the biggest part of fantasy because everyone drafts good players, but everyone isn't good at playing the waiver wire, and he does it excellently. Um, like I've made the joke in the group chat about how he puts up these random people um, <laughs> yeah. for trade, but these are like waiver wire players that he's <laughs> yeah. getting great value out of. I, like, like, I mean, had- one of them for it, but like <laughs> they're actually great for his team. Yeah. Like Boucher's think- off the wire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And he's, I don't know, probably a top 40, 50 player this year with his blocks. Like,
1: Yeah.
0: I don't
1: he think is. A... But I was going to say, Robert Williams, I picked him up off the waivers, and that night he had 16, 13, and six blocks. So I was like, anyone buying this as a, a real occurrence? <laughs> Shoot me over a player. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which uh, Rob's been really good, actually. for them.
0: No, He's super athletic. Yeah, and he has the star power on top of. The depth, I think. I mean, Gabe's still in the prime position to win it all for sure. <laughs> uh, his free throw for shooting though, um, with Ben Simmons now, and um, I Purtle. like Draymond's kind of bad. Yeah. Um, maybe questionable. Anthony Davis, we'll see when he comes back. Jakob Perdle I believe, is on your team. Yeah, um, some maybe you've just oh, like definitely. given that up. I don't know. Ever coming <laughs>
1: back because if Anthony Davis doesn't come back, I have no shot. I might get rounded in the first round if
0: Anthony Davis <laughs> doesn't come back. <laughs> Gave up a lot for that guy. Now nah, you got Stephen Kawhi, man. But, yeah, but Jeremy true. Grant's been declining a little bit, but yeah, it's still a true. great team. Still a great yeah. team. Hundred percent. Well,
1: Don't
2: let's go. Hearing... Go ahead, Dave. Sorry. No, that was it. That was it. That let's was go to our uh, let's go to our last matchup here. Uh, let me make sure I can get on to the correct matchup.
3: Well, Fork Maz just hit a buzzer beater to send the Bucks and Sixers into OT. What? Uh, it cork uh, like, uh, Maz? So what's his name?
1: Fork, he, he was playing
3: the
0: first ma-
1: game? Yeah, he was playing. You know, <laughs> a little Furky fir- from Turkey action?
3: Yeah, Embiid's out and like they've been playing dwight howard and him a decent amount. oh oh because seth got hurt.
1: oh that makes more sense cuz i was
3: oh, like shoot. he, he plays yeah. yeah they can't lose true. seth. <laughs> yeah. seth uh, jacked up either his ankle or his knee it did not Oh hurt. no. That's, That's pretty good.
1: funny though that they went with Corkmas over Shake Milton because Milton has been playing so bad lately.
3: Milton's been playing a little bit this game. I've just kind of had it on the background, but okay. he did just hit a very close shot. It was a like buzzer beater. No, Corkmas. Yeah, he he's pretty
1: good.
2: Okay, here I got to do it now. In our last matchup, we had Zach versus Daniel. Zach took the matchup five to three, which you know what? That's pretty good for Daniel. Uh, the five categories that. Sack one were field goal percentage, three pointers made, rebounds, blocks, and points. Um, a lot of these actually were pretty close. Gabe, uh, what were your thoughts here on uh, this matchup?
1: Yeah. So for Zach's team, Lonzo seems to be taking offense to all the media hype on his brother. Mm-hmm. He uh, had 17 assists last night and has been shooting the ball excellently lately. Um, it is going to be interesting. Uh, what happens to DeLon Wright now that Killian Hayes and Dennis Smith are returning? Um, I think those are two uh, interesting pieces of Zach's team that could fall one way or the other to determine um, what kind of playoff noise he's going to be making. For Daniel's team, I think the combination of Giannis and Jimmy Butler um, is leading some to some far more competitive games out of Daniel's team lately. Uh, both of those guys have been just insane um fantasy and nba wise just willing their team both are like mvp candidates honestly jimmy butler a little bit lo- more lower key uh yannis he's the two-time reigning mvp so like he's always kind of in the conversation but uh butler has been just he, he's been playing super well shooting like almost 60 percent in the last like two weeks
2: mm-hmm. and he's
1: shooting like 18 percent from three and so there's actually room for him to get even better like he's just making every single two pointer that he shoots, and then missing every three that he shoots. It's the weirdest thing. But steals are up. Like he's just an insane. Yeah,
2: insane I think the uh, I think the Heat have won twelve of their last thirteen games or something like that. Yeah, and I mean,
1: think uh, Kelly Olynyk's been playing better. And, yeah. Uh, some, of, some of that has been without Bam. And uh, yeah, Jimmy's
2: uh, back to putting him on his back.
1: Dude, that uh, picture of exhausted Jimmy Butler is going to make a comeback just to get them <laughs> into, like, the eight seed this year. <laughs>
2: for real. They've been playing well, though. So
1: Yeah, they have. And I was just going to say for Daniel, seven of nine matchup acquisitions. Um, I think at least to establish a, a good habit if he's going to continue to do this in the future, like, it's good to understand how the waiver wire works and how uh, matchup acquisitions can help you win, so... Yeah, pretty good showing from
2: him. That is encouraging because I know we've uh we've given Daniel a hard time in the past on his matchup acquisitions, but that's yeah. cool to see him like even not even really being in the race to still yeah. play spoiler the rest of the season. So that's right.
3: pretty cool. No, it's really not that cool.
2: <laughs> Just against Zach though, <laughs> as long as he does it against Bowie as well, I'm I'm totally cool. Yeah. Um, Zach, what are you? How are you feeling about your team? Obviously, this was kind of a rough. Uh, or not a rough week, but I think you wanted to win by a little bit more. Um, how are you feeling on your playoff hopes, and what do you want to do the rest of the year?
3: Yeah, I definitely wanted to win by more than I did, but uh, given the week Daniel's team had, I wasn't too upset that I still got the win. So his team played really good. Like If you just look at assists, he almost beat me by, by 100. He had freaking Kyle Lowry out here getting 20 assists a game. So uh, I mean, all in all, uh, I'm glad I got the win, but I I definitely probably could have used at least like one or two more categories than I did get. And uh, yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think of anything else that. I mean, Luca, I know sat maybe two games. I know he sat one for sure.
2: He sat against KP the Thunder. Sat,
3: yeah, and KP sat against the Thunder too, and I think KP might have sat one more. So that was unfortunate, but uh, I I don't think it really would have changed much that happened. So just gotta gotta win most of my matchups to to end this and uh, see if I can put myself in a ch- where I've got a chance to make playoffs. That's all I'm hoping to sneak in and then just see what happens. But never
2: That's know. Hey. A
1: big week for your uh, Andre Drummond stocks too.
2: Yeah, for sure. Is
1: it? Has there been news? No. He's got to get if, traded. If he's if he's going to be traded or bought out, it's got to happen this week. So, yeah. dude, it has like, what? Well, what's the point
3: of having him sit on your bench all year? Like, I don't get that. <laughs> well,
2: you, he they're trying to trade him. Is what's yeah. happening.
3: Oh no, I I know they are, but no one wants to trade for him, so yeah. it's going to be a buyout.
2: Yeah, so they'll just wait till after the trade deadline to see if anybody gives anything up.
1: But he does yeah, put up I big fantasy was... stats, so. It's pretty relevant to your team. I
3: might have uh, seven Mavericks, because I keep hearing if he gets bought out, we'll be one of the top ones (laughs) to
1: go after. Bro, you actually have so many Mavericks on your team. I respect that. We would have guessed it. We would have guessed it anyway. Go down a homer. Go down a true fan. The the
3: thing is, I don't even try to have as many as Oh, you, like, whatever. No, no, like Brunson, I would never have him on my team, but I've been I watch every game and the dude's been balling. Yeah, so no. I, you you got to get your little insider info.
2: <laughs> for sure, for sure. Hey Nick, before we go, uh who who finishes in the top 3 of our league? What's your guess? Who gets first, who gets second, who gets third?
0: Um in order or no, doesn't matter. Yeah, in order. Okay, I'm gonna go, Gabe, Ryan, Bowie.
2: You're not putting yourself in there.
0: No, I'm not. No,
2: no, no. I cannot I'll hear Bowie's it. name and yours not be up there. Top
0: three record-wise, no, I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna get. That. I'll put I'll put Bobby and Nick like
1: four and five too.
2: Okay, that's fair. That's fair.
1: But I agree with that top three, <laughs> yeah, solidly.
2: Well, uh, guys, we got anything else before we go? Uh, not really. Sweet. No. Uh, Zach, I know you got a Mavs game to go watch. Uh, Nick, thank you, man, so much for being on the pod. It was fun. Uh hope everybody enjoyed it. You're. This is gonna take away one of our listeners to the pod, though. So hopefully we can uh we can get a, a few people to listen to the pod at least um but thanks for doing this man we appreciate you and uh looking forward to the rest of the season
0: yeah for sure I you know i've been wanting to be on for a while i was just scared to ask
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not nick was already the uh the third best guest on the pod <laughs> like he
0: <said>.
1: third best.
2: <laughs> how many have we had three four something like that but
1: i'm just kidding top three yeah you're in the top but, three no, top four dude meet you nick and finally uh get to talk to you in person instead of just talking to chocolate yogi waffles <laughs> <laughs> yeah <for
2: sure. laughs> well hey you guys have a great rest of your day have a great rest of your week and we will talk to you next time yeah. Peace. Peace.